Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic, what makes the best leaders so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, Tomorrow's Leader. So this is Dan Henry. Dan is a really successful entrepreneur who owns two businesses here in the local Holly Springs area, Pizzeria, my favorite pizzeria, homegrown pizzeria. I had a funny first time experience there, which you'll hear about in this episode uh, and done tremendously well, not only with that business, but also another uh, business, a running store in Holly Springs. So if you're interested to learn about what it takes to start and build a winning business with a great culture, not just one, but a couple of them, you're in for a treat because lots of good stuff in this episode, some great stories, some fun. So here you go, Dan Henry. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John Larito, your host, here with Dan Henry, the owner of Homegrown Pizzeria in Holly Springs, my now hometown right around the corner from me. Very successful business owner, uh, extremely popular place uh, here in Holly Springs and the surrounding areas. So uh, it is a pleasure to have you on, Dan. Thank you very much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah. So I, there's a lot that I want to talk about with you today, but you know, just for the people that are listening, you got all different types of leaders from all different types of walks of life. I think your story is a really cool one in that you've built and you know grown this business that's very successful in no doubt, like super challenging times. But before we get into some of that stuff, why don't you just tell your story? You know, how'd you get to the place you are right now? Uh, well, my wife, Kimberly, and I uh, finished college in 1996 in Delaware, and we were kind of trying to figure out where we were going to go with life. Um, and we both were interested in going to North Carolina and, uh, we moved down here. Um, she got a job teaching. Um, I was looking around for jobs and we had bills. So I took a job in a restaurant. I'd done restaurant stuff before in high school and college. And, uh, I started out, you know, waiting tables, bartending, um, was there for, for a year or so, um, got hired at, at a, an Italian restaurant out uh, near the airport, um, kind of built my way up there, was there for a couple of years, um, became the general manager there. <clears throat> and during that time, I thought to myself, what, well, running my own restaurant is kind of what I want to do. That's what Kimberly and I decided that was going to be kind of our future. Um, so uh, we actually bought a, a sports bar in Cary, uh, myself and the two owners of the restaurant where I was working. Um, we were there for about a year and a half, and uh, our, our family was growing here in Holly Springs, and uh, the bar life was not exactly the best for a, a, a family life. Um, so my partners bought me out there. Um, we took those proceeds in November and uh, November 2002 and uh, took over at Homegrown Pizza. Um, so it was November 8, 2002 was my first day there. The restaurant had actually been there for a little over a year when we took it over. Wow. Um, changed a lot. Um, yeah. Used some of my background and, and some of the things that they were already doing. And yeah, 
went from there. So, so you, so this is now almost 20 years now that you've been, you've, you've owned a uh, homegrown. I mean, what was it like when you, when you bought it? Was it was a one year in, was it succeeding? Was it failing at that time? Um, it was, uh, it was doing pretty well. Um, the owners also had a couple of other restaurants in Raleigh and, uh, they realized that, you know, Holly Springs, Raleigh. Now you might not think, you know, all that much Holly Springs, Raleigh is not that far apart. But in 2000, 2002, Holly Springs and Raleigh were like two different worlds. Um, so they they wanted to get out of uh, the Holly Springs end of it, which turned out to be perfect for us because we had already eaten. Our family had eaten at Homegrown a few times and we loved it. Um, and then after we sold uh, our part of the sports bar, I found out that, that Homegrown was for sale. And I was like, wow, this is like, a dream like you know in holly springs there's you know i live here we we moved here in 1998 and yeah now all of a sudden there's this really the only sit-down restaurant in town that's that's available wow. um so we took it over um like i said november 2002 um we we the restaurant was great the pizza was great um i really didn't change a lot on the pizza side um i changed pretty much everything else um that the rest of the menu i completely redid using my experience that i had had over the years in restaurants yeah so you changed that you kept the pizza you changed the rest of the menu how about the staff and everything did you have to rehire everybody uh no most of the most of the staff um we had there were two managers when i took over one uh left right away to go with the other owners to their place in raleigh and the other one um, we, we had an arrangement, um, for the other manager to stay, which the, the funny thing is like, I had spent a lot of time working in restaurants, but I'd never made a pizza in my life. I had no, nothing, knew nothing about pizza. So I asked in the, uh, negotiations if, you know, for like three months or so I could, you know, hire on the manager that was there and keep, uh, um, keep her there so she could pretty much show me how to make pizza. Mm. It actually ended up, I think she was there, decided not to leave and go back with them. And she stayed with us for a little over a year. Um, so, so, so let me ask you that. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of people out there, a lot of leaders and think about just business owners that people are buying into a business that, that, and they're thinking about, okay, well, I've got to buy into something or they're trying to wonder, do I need to buy into something that I know that business inside and out of the product or service or they're thinking, okay, well, I need to be a good leader and, and I need to lead effectively and then build a team of people who knows that business. I mean, what is that? What's your thought? I mean, do you need to, in your case, you did it without knowing how, you know, to make a pizza or that, that you know, you didn't know that business yeah. and you made it work. Right. I didn't, know the, I didn't know the pizza side of it, but I did have a pretty good background in the restaurant side of it. Um, so everything else that went with it went al along with it. I, I felt really confident that it was just making the pizza that I was kind of mm -hmm. um, lost on at first. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a hands-on person, so I just jumped right in and figured it out. I mean, kind of like, you know, the restaurant business, everybody goes out to eat, right? Mm -hmm. So people all the time are telling me, um, you know, I, I've always wanted to own a restaurant. I've always wanted to open my own restaurant. And I'm always a little 
nervous for that if you know if they've never worked in a restaurant before so i i usually say to them hey listen if, if this is something you really want to do you need to get some working knowledge of the restaurant business because there's really it's such a small margin between success and failure so i tell people you should go to your favorite restaurant tell the owner that you'll do everything with them for six months mm-hmm. and after those six months if you still feel like hey a restaurant is something i want to do then you should take the next step. That's good. Or, or you could just give me a check for fifty thousand dollars, and I'll give you a swift kick, and we'll call it even. <laughs> <laughs> well, most business. What percentage of restaurants fail? Uh, I don't know the exact number, but the vast majority within two years. Yeah. Fail. So, when, so when you think about like, okay, you succeeded. You're one of the 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 small percentage of businesses that not only succeeded, but you've now almost hitting on 20 years um, of success. And I'm sure, you know, rough times in there at different periods of time. But what is the difference? I mean, what's the difference between you and and what you've done versus the others that haven't made it? Um, I I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, I'm a a hard worker, worker B in my nature. Um, So part of it was I'm going to do whatever it takes working, you know, I spent many years working hundred hour weeks because that's what the business needed to succeed. Um, obviously also part of it is just luck. I mean, we, you know, we were in a good location at a good time, um, you know, and, and things just worked out well, um, everything together to me. Um, I I'll, I'll take credit and say a lot of it is just, I, I'm a hard worker and I, I don't, I wasn't going to let it fail. Yeah, that's awesome. And at the same point, you know, you you're right. Some things came together. This is a fantastic area. It's grown. So when you right, combine right, right. really great hard work with a great product or service, and then you know you get some also you know benefit from some of the factors that might not totally be in your control, but right, that right. goes into it a little bit. But bottom line is, you know, the hard work is what keeps you going to experience those things like, you know, the economic growth of the area around you. Right, right, right. You don't, you don't, you can't get the, the luck and the economic growth and all the other advantages. If you, you're not willing to put the time in to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Do what it takes to succeed. I mean, that's, that's my biggest thing is, you know, people say, what do you do when I I do whatever, whatever I have to do that day, you know, if I'm going to be washing dishes that night, I'm washing dishes. You know, if I'm working, waiting tables, I'm waiting tables. I've, I've done it all. And I kind of expect everyone else to be willing to, to do it all with me. Yeah. Do they, so do you, do you say that? Is that kind of a, a, a known expectation among your, your team there? Um, you know, I really don't say it. I mean, I say that to the, the management. I don't necessarily say it to, um, the hourly staff, I mean, but they see it, you know, any, if they've ever were, everybody that's ever worked with me is like, you know, they know I'm, I'm there when I'm there, I'm working. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a, you know, point and tell other people what to do. I'm, I'm right in there in the action. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't want it any other way. And that's honestly, that's the most important thing, right? I mean, everybody's, everybody's watching what the leader is doing and it's mm-hmm. less about what he or she is saying and you don't need to really say much if you are demonstrating all the things you want people to do. I talk to leaders all the time and they're like, you know, 
I've got so much negativity in my organization or I've got people that are not working hard or they're coming in late or leaving early or whatever. And, you know, my answer is always, well, you know, look in the mirror first, you know, and what's what what are you demonstrating? You know, is your attitude positive or negative? Are you leaving early or coming in late? Uh, because it's really hard to expect something different of other people if it's not something that you're doing. And right, right. my guess is in a restaurant like that, that's really, you need everybody. That makes all the difference in the world, I would assume. And you've got a team of people that are that are really, you know, have a, this sense of ownership mm-hmm. of the place. Yeah, I mean, I've most, been, of the, yeah. most of the staff there, the, you know, the ones that have been there, you know, I have people that have been there 15 years. Yeah. Um, they are... I don't really need to say much because they are the first ones to tell the newer people like, this is how it's done. This is how we do it. Yeah. And it's pretty straightforward. Well, you know, and I, you can tell that, you know, cause I've been in there so many times and you get a sense like that's, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is uh, you can tell, and that starts right at the top, but everybody in there doesn't matter if it's the person behind the register or the, or the, the person, uh, you know, cleaning up or making the food or whatever, everybody's got a great attitude and you can tell they mm-hmm. kind of have this shared sense of ownership of the yeah. place, you know, and that's, that comes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's definitely, it definitely is a very like family kind of feel, you know, Yeah, a, a lot of the kids that are working there, you know, I've known them since they were little, little kids, or, I mean, there's, there's a couple kids that work there now that they're like the third sibling that's worked for me over the last five and six years. Mm, that's awesome. And how do you, so how do you, let's talk about team, you know, building that team. How do you, how do you find the great people that you have and how do you, what's your thought on how you build a great team? Because that's also a lot of questions a lot of a big question that a lot of business owners have or leaders have. Right, right. That's definitely our biggest issue is, you know, staffing, getting people. Um, once we get them, they're great. It's just, you know, there's back in the day when there weren't many places for young kids to work in Holly Springs, it was easier than now when they're, you know, all over the place. Um, but I, I, I talk to the staff all the time about, Hey, do you have any friends? Do you know, you know, because if, if you're a good worker, there's a good chance, I mean, not guaranteed, but there's a good chance that your friends are also going to have that good attitude and, and mm-hmm. want to work hard. Um, so that's my, our biggest way that we try and recruit staff is, you know, referrals from friends, um, mm-hmm. you know, younger kids, Hey, do you have any, you know, if you're a senior in high school, do you know any sophomores that are hardworking? And, you know, cause we, we, we could use them for a couple of years. That'd be great. Um, before a lot of them are, you know, heading off to college and yeah. And it's been like, you know, they almost all of them have some kind of connection to someone else that's been there before. Yeah. Well, my da- I'm thinking of my daughter. She might be great. <laughs> she yes. Be great sounds son. good. <laughs> and my son too. <laughs> My son's a senior, though, going off to college in August. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a that's great a tougher one. <laughs> yeah, it's a little tougher. But, uh, but you know, that's a great point because my guess is, is you, you know, and not unlike a lot of organizations, when you build a great team and people feel great about the place, they naturally are going to refer in people. And you, it's not like you have to go right. on, you know, uh, careerbuilder.com or anything and one of these websites and find talented people. They, they probably 
all get just referred to you and you get them through the people that, that are right, there. Right. That's definitely been our best, the word of mouth and, and recruiting friends. Um, when we've used some of the services and ads in the paper and things like that, it hasn't turned out as well as, you know, just the word of mouth and friends of friends, um, which, and it's nice, you know, it's the good and the bad of a small business, small restaurant. Like we have, it doesn't take a lot of staff to keep us going, but also that means we don't have a lot of staff. So, you know, uh, and a lot of these kids are friends. So, you know, they, they, they need the same Tuesday night off, which sometimes can be a little tough, but yeah, you know, we've, you know, 18 years, we always figure out a way, you know, and yeah. I'm like, I'll do it, whatever. If I need to come in and wash dishes at night, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, everyone in my family has worked there or works there currently. My daughter's getting ready to go in in a few minutes to go wash dishes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So um, I, I want to talk about one of these moments, which I'm, uh, which is specifically around what we're going through right now, COVID. Uh, but especially early on was there were there a lot of times where you uh were kind of you know you had almost like the oh shit moments like oh geez what do we do and or the unexpected happened or was it smooth sailing for the most part in the first year or two as far as COVID goes, or no, as no, far sorry. As going back to when you actually COVID. first bought in, bought the place. Yeah, was it was it right out of the gates? Was everything going? smoothly i mean i know it's a long time ago but or did you i mean as as really as smoothly as the restaurant business can go it was it was doing pretty well i mean they 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 had a good group of people they had a good staff um of course there were some there were some hiccups and and especially as i redid menu things that you know there were some people there that that had been there for a while and had you know done it the way they had done it and you know yeah, I, in that in that world, in that uh, changing, you know, there's always going to be a little bit of hesitancy or pushback. But again, I'll go back to I just started out by, you know, telling everyone I'm not going to have you do anything that I don't do myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the way I want it done. And this is the way we're going to do it. And And for the most part, people will buy in. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It, you know, there were some rough times, but for the most part, mm-hmm. knock on wood, we were we were lucky then, and we continue to be lucky now. That's great. So, what is this last year and a half been? And for you know, some people might be listening to this episode down the road a bit, but we're now in February of twenty twenty one, right? Still in the midst, and about a year after this whole COVID started, what did that do to the business, and how did you you know pivot and adapt? Um, it was rough, obviously. I mean, you know, it's, as it's been rough for everyone. Um, luckily, um, the pizza wing, uh, model lends itself to takeout. Um, so when dining rooms were shut down, you know, we, we pivoted and said, okay, the people that were waiting tables, they're answering the phones now. Um, more people were answering the phones and, and less people were at tables taking orders. So it, it, it obviously business suffered, but it, it wasn't 
for sure catastrophic. I mean, I have a lot of friends in this business that definitely have had worse experiences than us because of their, you know, style of restaurant. Um, mm -hmm. Thankfully, like I said, the pizza world, it lends itself to take out and, and it definitely, you know, the fact that we've been here 18, 20 years, um, people have, have a sense of, you know, trying to help us out as a bit, you know, I have so many, I have lived in Holly Springs since 1998. So I know tons of people here and they all were, you know, let's go, let's go take out, take out, take out. So yeah. Yeah. Where, where it was rough. It's, I knew, I knew, you know, this town, they have our back. Yeah. That's great. And that seems like that's the, this community, but that doesn't happen without you, you know, making, uh, you know, building relationships and developing that following, you know, I mean, that's right, right, right. I mean, we've sponsored teams and, and, you know, pizza parties for schools and, you know, forever. So, you know, we, we built relationships with the community and, and luckily the community has welcomed us. Yeah. Over that's, over. that's awesome. <laughs> How about with, when you go through something that's major like this, you know, and I know a lot, a lot of people didn't know really, and nobody really knew what to expect when this started in March of last year in 2020. Um, what do you tell, what do you tell your team? I mean, what, what is, what are the things that you're saying when you don't necessarily as a leader know what's going to happen? Um, cause you know, that's a lot of times what people look to a leader for is answers, but what do you do when you don't have the answers? I mean, what do you, what are you telling them? Um, I, I a lot of what I told them was, we're just going to take this kind of day by day, week by week. Um, I'm going to help you out as much as I possibly can. And, and I hope you're going to do that for me. Um, there were a few of our staff that said, hey, you know, I, I'm, I live at home with my parents. So if you need to cut my hours, so, you know, some of the other people who have bills, if they need those hours, then, then uh, so be it. So that was, that was huge. I mean, everybody kind of came together. That's um, yeah. That's and, and, and like you said, there was, there, there was no answer. Like, and, and I, and I was, very upfront was saying like, I wish I could tell you what we were going to be doing in six months, but I, I don't know. Um, and, and I, I just told them like, I'm going to do sometimes to my own detriment, I'm going to do what's best for you guys because without, you know, the staff, I, I can't do it. So that, that was a big part of it for me. That's awesome. And that, that, I mean, you just think that if, if I'm in an organization, if I'm one of your, your employees and I hear you saying that, I mean, that's, that's got to make me feel comfortable to know that you've got my back. It makes me want to have your back and do whatever I can. Um, I think that's how great teams are built. And that's how my guess is you don't lose a ton of people. My guess is your people tend to stay with you relative to other businesses, relative to other restaurants. They probably stay longer. Um, and you yeah, the up. majority of, of the staff that comes in, they're there for a while. Um, you know, and, and very rarely do they leave for something other than like they're going away to school or, you know, things like that, like make, you know, major changes. I, I don't really 
I don't rem really remember the last time that somebody left to go work at like another restaurant. It, it, it yeah. really just doesn't happen. So I guess that means we're doing something right. <laughs> so one of my hidden dreams was owning a pizzeria because I'm like, that would be, of pizza's my favorite food of all time. I could eat pizza three times a day. Uh, and I'm thinking, <laughs> wow, what a cool business to just run a pizza place and eat pizza all day and then every you know every night for dinner i mean do you eat a lot of pizza i mean are you like your biggest um, <laughs> i mean i not really not like when i first got there all the time all the time all the time but you know it's hard when you're on there just about every day for 18 and a half years now you kind of start to get tired of pizza and you know you're trying to do different things and but then there's other times where I'm like, oh, man, I just made myself a pizza and that thing was delicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember so, I used I used to work years ago at Pizza Hut. That was one of my first jobs. And I was a I was a, a cook and uh, they would I would take a pizza home every night. That was part of your, you know, your your perks. And uh, I just remember making these enormous pizzas, eating them every night. I was a high schooler, so it wasn't like I really had to worry about gaining weight. But I, I imagine if I did that now or you did that, that might be uh right. Yeah. Yeah. It probably would be a really bad idea. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Our bodies. I, I, I also run a lot. So I, I think about like, well, if I eat a pizza right now and I go to run tonight, that runs not going to go very well. So yeah. Right. right I'm conscious right. about that too. That's for sure. Funny. So do you, with, with the, I mean, do you have plan? What's your vision with the business? Do you have plans? Are, are you expanding? Do you have, you just have the one location. Is that right? We do. We do now. We used to have a second location um, in Morrisville. Um, got a, many years ago for, for a little over a year. Um, and I, I realized, it, you know, before we opened that second location, my thought was, you know, I'm going to be the, this big pizza conglomerate. I'm going to be worldwide or whatever. Um, but then when we opened that, I realized that, I'm, I'm, uh, I want to say controlling, but controlling is not the word. I'm, I'm very hands-on. Um, and I, I realized obviously I can't be two places at once. And it just, it, it was like eating at me that, that, you know, something would happen here that I didn't know about something would be wrong and, and I couldn't be at both places. Um, and, and I realized that, twice the number of restaurants was like 10 times the amount of work, you know, especially being in Morrisville because it's driving, I live in Holly Springs driving back and forth. And, and I realized pretty quickly that any, any advantage of, of the second restaurant was eaten up by the stress that it was putting on me. Um, I, I think if I were to do um, another restaurant now, I think I would, be much better at it because I have kind of realized over, you know, I think that was like 10, 12 years ago that we did that. And I've realized that I can't do everything. Um, I have to trust the people that I have and that I've taught to do it my way. And, you know, they keep coming up strong all the time and they're, they're doing things the way that I want them to do it, whether I'm there or not. Um, so probably it would have been nice if I had waited a little while longer before we did the second one and, mm -hmm. and got more comfortable with 
you know, showing someone else how to do it and then letting them, you know, do their job, do what I had taught them to do and mm-hmm. do what I know they can do. Yeah. Yeah. So now at this point, does it, does it make you think about doing that again now because you're a little better at that position at, at that point to be able to do that? Um, yes and no. Like the idea of doing another one sounds good, but also the idea of starting over, um, at, at a new location, that's a, that's a pretty big heap of stress put on me. Um, that, that I don't, I don't think I really want to get into now. Um, I, I'm actually a partner in another business here in town and that's kind of taken, given me some of that, like I'm able to do, um, things at a new place and stuff that I haven't done before learning new things. Um, but we also have a bunch of partners there, so it's not everything on my shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. makes so sense. That's, that's been, that's been good. So do you have like, what kind of work-life balance do you have now? Are you still working crazy? 90 no, I, re, you know, I really, um, I pretty much only work during the days now, you know, unless something happens, somebody needs time off the manager or, you know, we're short staffed. I don't really work at night that much anymore. It was quite a few years ago, you know, kids were getting older and getting ready to play sports. And my wife said to me, like, you know, the restaurant's doing pretty well. We can afford to pay people to work so you can, you know, go to your son's baseball game. So I went, you know, I had people working and went to a couple games. And I was like, wow, you know, this is fun. I played baseball my whole life. Maybe I should do this more. So then I even took the next step and started coaching. And so, yes, long story short, I'm I'm pretty much only work during the days now. I don't work at night, um, like I said, unless something comes up. Um, and, and I've given uh, – it took me a long time to be able to, like, fully walk away and know that they're going to do what they're supposed to do. For a long time, even in the beginning when I wasn't working 90, 100 hours a week when other people were there, I was thinking, like, I wonder what they're doing now. I wonder what yeah. they're doing now. But but I, I, over time, I've become more comfortable and realized that they know what they're doing. I yeah. they they if they need something, they'll ask me. But they know what they're doing. Well, it's it's such a common problem. Like I, I talked to so many different leaders, and you know the the on one end, your stress is incredibly high because you're working like crazy, and you're working like crazy because you feel like you know you're too stressed if you're not there. That things aren't happening the right way. Um, but what you found is what great leaders figure out is that, Hey, you know, as long as I develop great people and I develop the right culture and people have a sense of ownership of the place, and then I give them the room to actually do the job, they actually do it really well. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people that believe the best sign of a great leader is the fact that when they're not there, the place runs as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. and sometimes even better. I mean, who knows? Right, 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 right. Give people enough room to really totally own it and run it. It's amazing what people can do when they realize, okay, it's just me. And if, you know, right, right. it's not, it's not like Dan's here or anybody else is here. It's me. I got to do this. So, you know, sure. that's cool. And then you get obviously more time and you know you get your life back a little bit. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then you know, there was no like aha moment, but that there was just, you know, I thought like one day, like, wow, I've, I haven't been at work since five o'clock and it's nine o'clock. And yeah, I didn't, I wasn't thinking, what are they doing now? What are they doing now? I just, yeah. 
trusted that they know what they're doing and they're going to do what they're supposed to do. And yeah, well, it's funny. And I remember I had a really good lesson that I learned. I remember, you know, for years uh, in financial services, I was running organizations and I, I would, if I took a week vacation, I'd be checking email throughout the whole day. I'd be calling the office every day, talking to them, finding out what's going on. And and part of it was, you know, I just forced a habit. I wanted to stay close to the business. And I had one of my leaders tell me, they're like, listen, you're sending a message that you probably don't even want to send. You're you're telling us because you're checking in so much, you're sending the message that you don't have confidence in us and right. that you don't trust us to run the place. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, yeah, all right. I, yeah, I, I never, that's not what I'm intending. And I never realized that, but you're right. So then I started like totally detaching and it was phenomenal. I felt right, great. Right. I could actually enjoy vacation and they felt better because it sent, sent to, said to them that I trust them and the results were even better when I was gone. In reality. Right, right. You know, it was, yeah, like a, a perfect example of something along those lines is uh, <clears throat> we went on a cruise, a week long cruise and I'm on a cruise. I don't, I, I can't call you and I can't check in on you. And I came back and, you know, I still I had some five star Google reviews while we were gone and came back and everything was still there. And I was like, OK, yeah, yeah, we can do this. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I still don't do it, you know, as often as my wife would like for us to do. But yeah, yeah, I can do it. Yeah. I, I can I can walk away and and I can be confident that they know what they're doing and they can handle it. And, you know, if something comes up, they can't handle they can ask me. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's such a that's such an important thing. I mean, honestly, there's so many people that are just tied to their business and they have other people that they can give more responsibility to. They just don't, you know, they're not willing to. And uh, and then that person ends up leaving in reality, the people that are in that organization because they're not getting the growth opportunities, you know. Um, right, right. they they want to have they want to have more responsibility. So, yeah. Well, I um I'm a huge fan of your place. I love your restaurant. I I I uh I actually have my my first time at your place. Uh I didn't live here, so I just moved down to uh North Carolina back in last mm-hmm. July. So I was up in Boston, but my sister, you may know my my twin sister Julie Draper mm-hmm. uh yep. and her husband Jeff and and Gavin and Lily, uh their kids. I uh came down here, you know, probably two, three times a year. And one of the times I came down, I was, I, it was Thanksgiving, probably three years ago, maybe four years ago. And, uh, I was surprising them. So I, they didn't know I was coming and I'm like, well, it'd be kind of a cool thing to just show up. Nobody knows I'm coming. My parents are <laughs> down here too. And I'm like, but if I'm going to do that, I got to really do this up and kind of make it a funny, goofy thing. So I decided to dress up in disguise so i flew here like you know not dressed up because that probably wouldn't be good to dress up you know in a disguise on a plane going through an airport um well it kind of depends what the disguise is well it's funny (laughs) i got a picture of it i'll show you in a sec and uh so i ended up going i ended up going getting into an uber i had this whole like disguise with long hair i had a fake nose i had like (laughs) i had these sunglasses on and i was like okay i'm gonna get dressed as a as a pizza delivery guy 
and get pizzas and just show up at their door. And so I didn't know any pizzas around, pizzerias around, and I found homegrown. So I, I went in and I actually, I ordered the pizzas. I walked in to pick them up. And this was what I, I don't know if you can see that. Picture. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I literally looked like nothing like, and I know people are listening, they're not watching, but you know, I, I looked like, you know, I looked like a freak, you know, and I looked yeah. like this guy that was this, you know, guy you didn't want to mess with. So uh, I walked in there and it was the funniest thing because there was, it must have been, you know, maybe a 16 year old girl that was, that was at the register right when you walk in and she looked at me and I had my glasses on my hat. It clearly, I was a fake nose and she's looking at me and I just, I, she, I saw this look of terror in her eye and she wouldn't look at me again. She put her head down and she was like, can I, can I, can I help you, sir? She was real nervous and everybody looked at me and they like, did this like, what? Like I just scared the crap out of everybody in the place and uh, got my pizza and left. So it was so funny. funny. And then went and surprised my sister with two, you know, and the family with two pizzas. And they're like, oh, my God. It was really cool. That's so that's my that's great. my first. I would have liked to have seen uh, everyone's reaction, both in the restaurant yeah. and when you got to your sister's house. Oh, yeah. I think some people in the restaurant were, were thinking, OK, we maybe we need to get out of here fast. Like something's going to go. Down. <laughs> yeah. Do we need to mark this time for the cameras? Just, yeah, you know, right. just in so, case something happens. Yeah, I should go back in there and like uh, I'm sure I don't I'm sure the person wasn't was may not be there, but it was so funny. I uh, I loved her reaction. I wish I could have gotten a picture of it. Yeah. So but uh, yeah, congrats on all this stuff. Honestly, Dan, you go you you run a great, great place. Uh, you know, you. I'll give you my plug. I, I think anybody that hasn't gone to your restaurant definitely needs to. And it's uh, it's a fantastic place. What's the best thing on the menu? Um, Myself, I would go with the wings. I love our wings and the blue cheese dressing. I all mean, right. that's all right. That's I'll... that's probably the blue cheese is probably what we're most known for. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm a big, blue cheese. Yeah. I'm a big wing guy, so I'll do that for sure. Oh, yeah. So, there you go. Cool. Our biggest wing, our biggest wing day of the year coming up on Sunday. I'm, I'll spend like four straight hours before the Super Bowl just doing nothing but cooking wings. Wow. All right. Well, I will be uh, I will be a customer for sure on, uh, on Sunday. Sounds so good. Got to load up a lot of wings. Uh, well, this has been awesome, Dan. Honestly, I really appreciate you sharing all, all your great advice and everything. Um, anything else? I mean, in terms of final words of wisdom from uh, to uh, leaders and you got people that are listening that are, you know, business owners, restaurant owners, but coaches uh, you know, like your wife, Kimberly, uh, teachers, yes. you got corporate executives, CEOs or people that just want to learn to lead in general better. What any words of wisdom that you'd leave them with? Um, I, I think for me, I just always go back to, you know, be be a worker, be be the hardest worker um, every day. Um, lead by example. People will follow you if you're, you know, going with everything you have into, you know, whatever it is you're doing, coaching, working, you know, family life. Um, that That's like my, you know. Since I was a kid, my parents told me, you know, when you go to work, be the hardest worker. Make sure every person that ever works with you, for you, um, thinks that you're you're the hardest worker they know. And that that just is is my mantra, pretty much. Just work, work hard. 
That's great. You're not a guy who does things halfway. I could no, no, I'm really not. If I'm if I'm doing it, I'm going to do it the best. I, I might I might do it wrong. I might screw it up, but it's never going to be from lack of effort. Yeah, ever. That's, that's awesome. Well, that, awesome words of wisdom. That's a great great message to uh, to leave everybody with. Um, and for those of the, those listening that haven't gone to the restaurant, um, it's right in Holly Springs, right on, is that Holly Springs road or what road it's is it? It's on the corner of, uh, Holly Springs road and Linksland drive. Okay. Got it. And it's, and, uh, what's the website if they want to connect online? Uh, homegrownpizza.com. Easy enough. We'll put it in the show. Pretty notes. easy. Awesome. Well, thanks again, yeah. Dan. Greatly appreciate you being here and hopefully uh, I'll get you back another time. Sounds good. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. And thanks everybody for listening today. Today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, comment, and go down below. Give five-star reviews. Of course, always love your ideas for future shows, topics, and also future guests. Thanks for joining us today. We'll look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader. For suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching, reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.